Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bro Radio Theatre, broadcasting on 98.1 FM. It's showtime.
Welcome to It's Showtime. I'm Ryan Sutton. And I'm Jordana Weekly. We're with you every week with some of the top musical theatre songs. Of course, our news from the West End, Broadway and local amateur dramatic companies and musicals of the week. And joining us in about 30 minutes' time is Michael Bennett, who many of you will know from Billboard Ensemble, and he also has his own Christmas concert at the Norwegian Church in Cardiff. So he'll be coming in to discuss all of that. And not forgetting, of course, tonight is the last chance you have to vote in the It's Showtime Awards. So if you've not cast your vote yet, Please don't delay any further. They will be closing at 8pm this evening. To cast your vote, head on over to broradio.fm forward slash showtime awards. And opening this show this evening was Saturday Night Fever, which you probably already know. <laughs> um, and we thought that as We Will Rock You opened with its brand new tour last week... It's about time we do another jukebox musical week. What do you think? I'm feeling that. Definitely, definitely. There are so many jukebox jukebox musicals out there and some of them we didn't actually touch on last time. Uh, Such as Ain't Too Proud, uh, The Life and Times of the Temptations, uh, which is a 2018 jukebox musical with music and lyrics by The Temptations and a book by Dominique Morisau. Based on the story of The Temptations, the musical had a series of regional productions and opened at Broadway's Imperial Theatre in March 2019. And from the production, this is What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. As I walk this land of broken trees of many things cause happiness is just an illusion filled with sadness and confusion what becomes of the broken hearted Between 1963 and today, there have been 24 temptations. The whole is always greater than the sum of its parts. Oh, we've outlasted so many groups, and it cost something. Maybe everything we had. But you can't do much better than being called the number one group in the history of rhythm and blues. That's what we did together. Blue, Corn, Paul, Ruffin. The foundation. I never meant to be the last one standing. Thought my brothers would live forever. But I guess the only thing that really lives forever is the music. Yeah. 
I look at this next generation of temptations and I wonder what new mountains they'll climb. A year before the Temptations musical, another jukebox musical premiered on Broadway at the Lunt Fontaine Theatre on March the 28th, 2018 for previews, uh, prior to an April the 23rd premiere opening, and that musical was Summer, the Donna Summer musical. The musical shows Donna Summer at three times of her life, so Duckling Donna is in her pre-teens, starting out in Boston. You've got Disco Donna in her late teens and 20s as her initial success, and then you have Diva Donna in her 50s and at the top of her career. And from the original cast recording, this is Last Dance. it's time to announce our musical of the week and what do we got so keeping with the jukebox musical i have chosen beautiful the carol king musical 
Yeah. So the so Beautiful the Carol King musical is a jukebox musical, as I've just said, with a book by Douglas McGrath, and it tells the story of the early life and career of Carol King using songs that she wrote, often together with Jerry Goffin and other contemporary songs by Barry Mann, Cynthia Whale, uh, Phil Spector, and many others. And from Beautiful, this is Beautiful. You got to get up every morning With a smile on your face And show the world of the love in your heart And people gonna treat you better You're gonna find, yes you will That you're beautiful as you Nothing to do but watch the passers-by Mirrored in their faces I see Frustration growing and they don't see it showing I love how they used her music to tell her story. Have you seen the show? I, unfortunately not, no. I went to see it a couple of years ago, actually, on tour, and it was fantastic. You don't realise how many songs Carol King wrote. So, out of all of the performers out there these days who haven't yet got a musical, what, what would you go for? Easy, easy, easy. I would love to write a musical with Adele songs. That'd be easy, wouldn't it? It would be easy. They're so they're so dramatic. They're proper musical theatre songs. It'd just be like, oh, got a boyfriend. Now I haven't. Now I got another one. Now I hide <laughs> behind a curtain. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, I think it would be quite a, an interesting musical to do. No one steal my idea now, guys. Okay. 
Uh, right, so we'll move on now to a bit of news. Casting has been announced for the London premiere of the High Fidelity musical, which runs at the New Turbine Theatre in Battersea. It's based on Nick Hornby's 1995 novel of the same name, which was adapted into a film in 2000 starring John Cusack and Jack Black. The piece follows a record store owner in his mid-thirties who prefers to observe life rather than immerse himself in it, much to the chagrin of his girlfriend. Mm -mm -mm. Um, And the first musical ran in Boston in 2006. Oh God, how did it come to this? Oh Laura, Laura, what did I miss? Did you really just walk out the door? Can it be that you don't love me anymore? Bet you think I'm gonna panic Get all sad and weird and manic But if you wanna see me suffer more Then you should've got to me before I've had a life of heartbreak You can never live up to My desert island all-time top five breakups in chronological order Number one, Allison Ashworth Two, Penny Hardwick Three, Charlie Nicholson Four, Sarah Kendrew And number five, Jackie Allen Do you notice anything in particular about the list, Laura? Yeah! Do you? These are the ones that tore my heart out These are the ones that ate me alive You might squeeze into the top ten, Laura But you're nowhere near the top five These are the girls who got in early Scarred me for life, I have no doubt But you're too late now, you don't break that Kinda hurt, that kinda cloud In a cold in the middle of summer Losing you is a sold out movie No big deal, just kind of a bummer It's a pizza dream, an ice cream headache That you know will soon be gone Five minutes of pain, then you move on
a simp Betray me like Penny Or disrupt my life like Jackie Or crush me like Charlie And I'm stronger than when Sarah left Gloomy show but not bereft And though I see a trend here I am nowhere near the end here You do not represent my last best chance At a meaningful relationship Let me give you one last tip Hey, I forgot my toiletry bag Laura, listen, we're being stupid Let's just order in tonight and sort this out Goodbye, Rob Take care of yourself my desert island all-time top five breakups My five-star humiliations Soul-quaking shake-ups Oh, Laura, Laura You'll be missed But sweet, sweet Laura Yeah It's also been announced that Zorro the Musical will have a one-night-only performance at Cadogan Hall um, on the 23rd of February 2020, so that's next year. And it retells the dramatic tale of this romantic hero, Zorro, obviously, uh, set to the famous Red Hot Gypsy Kings. How exciting does that sound? It does. It does. And it stars uh, Ricardo Alfonso who used to be in We Will Rock You, and he was in Jesus Christ Superstar, um, in the role of Zorro, um, and Leslie Margarita, who reprises her Olivier Award-winning role of Inez. So she's already been in it before. Oh, wow. Yeah. And from Zorro the Musical, this is a number by the Gypsy Kings. When times are hard, you're in disgrace, you're stressed. When days are long, you need a place to rest. When nights are cold, you need your face caressed. What you need is a place to drink. I can't drink while I'm in my uniform. I'm sure we can do something about that. <laughs> a place where men can dance the night away. A home from home where men will fight to stay. A bar where girls will lead you quite astray. All you need is a drink. Oh, well, look, if the sergeant is drinking, the cantina must be officially open. There's a tale rarely told about a gypsy. Eyes as cheap as midnight. Her lips so full of promise And she calls You hear her calling your name If you look, she is there When you are dreaming Dancing in the firelight The light that casts your shadow Her beauty's in each sunset And she calls and she calls and she calls Stop when she calls, when she calls Bumboleo Bumboleo
chicos, buen chicos. Bamboleo, bamboleo. joining us in the studio we've been trying to get him for a long time but he's always busy yeah we don't know if he's making it up or not <clears throat> it's the one and only michael bennett hello 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 thank you so much for joining us this evening oh i'm glad i could finally say yes <laughs> <laughs> love it so can you tell us how you got into musical theater yeah um it was actually in school, I did GCSE music and drama, so I always had a joy for performing. And um, Callum Small, who I knew from nursery, actually, I went through school f- with him through nursery, infants, juniors, comprehensive, and then we both ended up in Collagran Havran doing the BTEC National Diploma in Performing Arts. Um, and he was like, Oh, you enjoy singing, you enjoy acting. Why don't you come along to this group? I think he'd been in there since the age of three. And he said, it's Billboard Ensemble, they're in Barry. And I said, oh, I don't know, because I was still a bit shy back then and didn't like to be at the front or anything. I was sort of a back backstage performer, if that's a word. It's true. Um, and so I said, I'll come and watch your next panto, because he said he was in... Um, 
Little Mermaid it was, the first time Billboard did that way back when. And he was playing one of the comical stooges, like one of the bad guys under Ursula. And I think, Joe, you were the fish back I then. Was, you I were was. That, um, <laughs> I was Flounder the fish. Or Flounder, the fish, that yeah. was it. <laughs> and um, I, it went on for five hours. I mean, Billboard used to have I a finale it, that honest, went on for two hours. To be honest, that's the longest show, though. It is the longest show that I think... Jonathan the finale was longer than Act One, but he, <laughs> John Coombs has shortened them now, which because by that time you want to just get off your seats and stand for a bit. But um, he, I watched it and I thought, oh wow, this is so one professional. I thought I thought I was watching a professional company, and it was really enjoyable. And I still really nervous. I auditioned for the next summer show, which was um, they did a compilation show of. Um, little snippets of famous scenes from musicals and really famous songs and bunched it all together and it was called A Century of Song and um, I actually auditioned to get in I sang Bring Him Home from Les Mis and they liked it so much that they actually ended up putting it in the Les Mis section and from that point I guess my confidence grew because I remember in rehearsals, I used to go really red. And you one did. time I nearly passed out because <laughs> I just held the note so long. And where I was so nervous, I tensed. I think I cut the, the air off to my head. <laughs> and I went, I'm going to faint. They thought I was being a diva. As you did. Um, <laughs> but I literally did feel like I was going to go down. But the applause I got and stuff, I thought maybe I am good enough to carry this on. So I haven't looked back since then. I mean, it's Andram, dear, but I love it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. If you yeah. enjoy it, it's, it's an outlet. It's no, the way, you it's know. fab. I remember when you started in Century of Song. It's you mad. did used to go bright red. I We'd still... look at you and you just go bright red. <laughs> and we'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> Don't look at him. Yeah, I know. It was mad back then. Um, but yeah, so that Callum probably got me into it. And I, I kept going then. And had you always liked musical theatre at a younger age? Or was it really the school? Because how did you find your voice? As in... Because, Michael, that voice of yours is unbelievable. Why, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, no, I'll it is true. That, uh, well, yeah, I've never had training. Um, I tended, I really grew up listening to, not grew up because they came out <laughs> probably in my 20s, but Il Devo, I listened to certain things they do on the end of notes because I've never had training. Um, I don't know, it just came naturally and with age it's matured and I don't know you sort of developed it yourself from, then, yeah. I suppose yeah. yeah you're the same right I say my, I, as you say grew up but listening to the Les Mis 10th yeah. anniversary so Michael Ball mm. so I always found that my voice is quite I don't know stylistically yeah is quite like that so I think it's how you what you sing along with basically yeah as you're developing your voice you listen to different singers and yeah. how they end certain vowels and Definitely. So I think that's how I did it because I was offered, like, I met certain people who said, oh, we could give you training and you'd be ready for the West End. But it was like £60 an hour. And I was like, if it works, great. But if it don't, I'm going to be really angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, no, I'll, and not that I was ever going to the West End anyway is something I look back on. And if it happened, it happened. But... I've enjoyed my life anyway without that, so. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's true. Because, you know, when you think of it, they're not a lot of West End performers are out of work. 
so they don't get to sing as often as you do if you think of possibly it that way, you yeah know? yeah so and it is that fear of unless you're right at the top of the game you're in and out and then you've got to get a job again and this like back in Barry now I've got my mortgage I've got a life with my partner my little doggy Albert so mm. it I'm happy with how it is at the moment. Good. And can you remember in school, so when you were doing your GCSE mm-hmm. music, what musical would you say is something that you, rem- you know, if you listen to a song from a musical, what takes you back to that time in GCSE music or College of Havran? It was always in school, Les Mis. Um, there was actually a piece on I Dreamed a Dream, which was going to be a major question in the written paper for music. Um, and so my teacher back then played us lame, um, quite a bit of Lamez, but especially I Dreamed a Dream. And the descending bass that goes in it, That w- there was a question on that. And even though I didn't understand it at the time, I do now. Because musically, again, I taught myself to play piano. Which I'm not like a grade A piano or anything like that, but I can read notes and I can hear things and sometimes find the notes and play it. Um, but yeah, Les Mis was always, I absolutely adore the music from Les Mis and it, the songs and the type of style of singing from that is probably suits my voice out of most musicals. That's the one that I connect with, I think. God on Bring him 
And from doing your first show, Century of Song, with Billboard, how many years have you been at it now with Billboard? That was in 2000. So in that time, it's been two shows a year and I've missed two. Disgusting. When I, well, I needed That's a little diva break. Oh. I said, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm t- I just need a year out. I need to lie down. And as well as um, doing Billboard shows, you've developed your own little following, Mike. Well, I do do every year. I do do <laughs> every year. I do my annual uh, Christmas show in the Norwegian church in Cardiff Bay. Um, Tony Bunnell set that up, and ever since we haven't looked back. It tends to sell out every year. In fact, the last four years, I've had a waiting list of about ten people each time, and they're all like, "Do two nights," but I'm like, "Well, no, the second night would have ten people, <laughs> and that's not worth the um, the ag because there's a lot of rehearsals. I get a few girls in with me, and we learn a few group songs, and that takes time because we've all got busy lives outside of that. And um, but yeah, we I do a few. Christmas songs, musical songs, and there's a lot of camp jokes in between and all that caper, which some audience members say, we don't come for the music, we just come for the comedy in between, which <laughs> I was like, thanks for that. I didn't know I was a comedian as well. But So how, how, how did you think when you first came up with the idea? Was it like quite daunting thinking, oh God, I've got to sell out this venue? I was or? petrified and it wasn't my idea. Tony as I mentioned earlier, he came up to me and said, look, I've got certain groups come and do Christmas shows and stuff. Why don't you come and do a show, sell tickets and, well, you make you make a little bit of money. It's not a lot after you pay it for the hall and everything, yeah. the um, sound engineer, etc." So, and I was like, really, am I? He said, you would, I think people would come. And I, I was worried people just wouldn't want to come and hear me sing. Aww. Or, um, and it was that in between speaking, I hate speaking as myself. If I'm a character, I don't care. If I'm in a costume, no one, well, I pretend no one knows it's me. <laughs> but when it's you and you're exposed, um, it's quite daunting. But the more I've done it, the more confident I've got. And a lot of the people who come every year are the same people. But the last few years and especially this year now I would say 60% of the audience are new people oh, so words good. got round and they're like because they're always like oh we wanted to come last year but it sold out within week and it does as soon as I advertise it it's sold out and everyone's like where was the I said I've been advertising for two weeks on Facebook come on <laughs> <laughs> you know and but yeah I love doing that show but you only do one a year don't you yeah would you consider doing a summer show I did the one year. You did, yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, <clears throat> Didn't enjoy I it I did much. it on the 4th of July. It landed on the 4th of July. Oh, so wow. I did an American theme for American independence. Yeah. And um, that sold quite well. Probably not as well as the Christmas show, but it was still 75% sold, nice. I think. yeah. And it was lovely in there. Like, the sunset was coming through the window behind me. Um, and yeah, with that one, it was mostly American themed and few musical songs again and I remember doing a my partner Chris did he spent hours and hours editing this little bit of video that only lasted two minutes it was part of one of the songs coming to America he 
programmed this video to come up on a big screen and Bryn was doing my sound back then, good old Bryn. And I was like, Bryn, do not mess this up. All you have to do is press play and this video will come up on the screen. Chris spent hours and hours doing this. In fact, it was day, he spent a long time on it. And what did Bryn do? He didn't press play. He pressed play, but then he did something after that turned the video off and I was fuming. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but me and him would then have an argument live on stage and I'd proper have a go at him. He'd give us good back to me. And, but the audience loved that. That was part of my show. I didn't do it on purpose. He really did get on. <laughs> he really did annoy me with that. But we ended up laughing because we, <laughs> like I say, he just kept coming back with the right answers and I couldn't really argue with him. <laughs> but it was fun with Bryn. So you've been, so you mentioned you joined Billboard but and you've got your own show. Mm-hmm. But other companies, because we know you've kind of, you've been yeah, a bit I'd, of a... Um, I've done shows with Pucker Productions where I've got a lot of very good friends. That's what the Amdram thing, you do get a lot of friends from it. And friends, even if you're only in for one show then out, you make friends during that show. And friends now, like Sarah, Duncan, uh, Susanna Delaney, there's loads of people I met through Pucker Productions that I'm really good friends with now, still do things with them. yeah, I've done. I first did a show with them, which was Jesus Christ Superstar. I played Pilot. I think that was about fifteen years ago now. And then we did it again ten years later, and I was Pilot again. I, um, oh wow! I did the same role, and I do feel, even if I do say so myself, ten years on, my understanding of that part and my voice itself was such an improvement on the first time um and even people watching said that like doc connell was one who just to name drop (laughs) (laughs) um and also i did my favorite show with them which was uh, a favorite show in terms of musical anyway uh jekyll and hyde and i got to be jekyll slash hyde um, and I have a very interesting story from that. It's quite funny, really. Go we want to know then. Yeah. Give it to yes, us. Yes. Um, well, it was half time in one of the shows, and we recently moved from doing it in the pageant rooms in Penarth to uh, St. Cyrie School. Lovely theatre. Yes, a fantastic mm. theatre, rig seating. And um, first half went great. So I was feeling fine. Um, and all of a sudden, as the bell went, we had a bell backstage, which meant begin his side stage for act two. I had this awful stomach cramp. And I, when I say stomach cramp, I thought, oh, my God. And the bell had gone. So everyone's side stage, the orchestra, uh, the orchestra starts playing the, um, oh, what the overture, overture for act, act two. Yeah. yeah. And I'm. I ran frantically backstage trying to find Sarah, the director. I said, Sarah, you're going to have to hold act two because I was straight on. So um, she had to pause the show. <laughs> the audience has sat down, got ready for something, overture playing, and Jekyll ran for a little number two. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in there a while as well. It, the pain was excruciating. There we go. Oh, no. How can I continue on when they can block each step I take? Don't destroy the work you've done. Henry, there's too much at stake. But what if they are right? Have I let my dreams misguide me? 
I'm so weary of this fight There's so little left inside me And what if you are right And you didn't see it through You've got to see it through When this all began You knew there'd be a price to pay Too late now to turn away You have come too far I know you'll find the way, Henry. Good night. When this all began I knew there'd be a prize You've played roles with Billboard, you've played roles with Pucker. Have you done any other performances? I also did, I played Sweeney Todd with Pucker as well. That, out of all the shows I've done, that was the most challenging. I mean, Sundime, so yeah, you say. <laughs> I can... I can pick a tune and I can hear notes and where it's going to go. Even when it came to show week, after weeks and weeks of rehearsals with David George Harrington, who I must add, is to get to perform with him, helping you along and stuff and explaining how all the things behind the music, like Sondheim, I never heard it, but there's certain songs you could hear waves in the accompaniment as if the boat was coming in in Sweeney Todd anyway and Dave could tell me all this and it was like oh my god amazing and what other roles have you played in Billboard well I've um again one of my favorites top three definitely possibly the first uh was Beast when we did the Disney musical of it um the music in there obviously Alan Menken um to sing If I Can't Love Her. And I still do that regularly if I get asked to do certain little shows or I've put it in my Christmas show a few times. And it oh, no matter how many times people have heard me do it, they do say that is your song. So um, Beast was really special to me. And I then did it again in the kids' show, actually. They couldn't find someone to play the Beast because it, it was really, quite for a young boy to play it, it was yeah. written in a mm. way is either too high, too low, and you couldn't... So when Kerry asked me to do that with the kids, I loved it, and I had a great time with them. They were a ball. Amazing, amazing. And can you think of any other roles that you've played with oh, billboards? This, I mean, it is quite is a lot, quite a isn't it? Because I've, um, I've been the baddies in pantos, like Captain Hook, loved that role, campers, anything, but... Mm. Um, really funny. I loved playing Avanaza in Aladdin. Um, yeah. I've got a very funny story on that as well. Um, there's the part in it where Ping and Pong arrest him and Lisa T- uh, Taylor and Lisa Perry were playing those two at the time. And there was a scene where they'd finally caught Abenaza, so they drag me on stage, kneel me down right in the centre at the front, all the chorus are behind, and the characters like Aladdin, they're all lined up at the front. Um, and cheering and stuff because Abanaz has been caught. And all of a sudden, the genie does a spell and there's a pyro flash because um, he's trying to make him nice so he's no longer evil. And 
we didn't know, but the place I always got kneeled down in, so they've both got my arms. Um, the pyro flash had been moved by the stage crew, and it was literally under my chin. <gasps> now, oh, no. I was wearing a fake um, little like goatee thing stuck to my face with spirit gum, where I screamed so loud, I went, woo, like that, and... It had, I looked up at Lisa Perry and Lisa Taylor playing ping and pong, and they were their eye. They were just streaming. Their shoulders were rocking. You could tell they were laughing. But they would noticed this beard that I had stuck on had suddenly come off. So not only did the genie make me into a nice person, he shaved me at the same time. <laughs> That's one of the funniest. And even I, I couldn't help but laugh there. So the audience were laughing. The whole scene broke. But in panto, all Anything is forgiven. Goes. Yeah. They, that's part of the show, isn't it? It's live theatre. They love it when something like that happens. But what, yeah. what, what do you think is in the future for you, Mike? Well, where do you, what parts would you like to play? Oh, if I had if I had my choice, obviously, it will never come up in the Amdram world, I don't think. But Jean Valjean is my one. Also, Phantom, that sort of music, see? Legit, it ju- That style yeah. suits my voice. Um, one that I haven't played that I would like to, so this sort of answers your question, is... The Devil from Witches of Eastwood. Oh, I love Witches of Eastwood. Um, The music in that is one fantastic. I mean... The harmonies. The soundtrack, I listen to that quite regularly. Yeah. But to play the devil in that, I do like these sinister characters with a dark side because it's very much against what I am as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, <coughs> really? I'm very nice and all that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. But um, <laughs> yeah, devil would be an interesting part in that. Um and I, I love the film, which is of Eastwick as well. That takes me back to my childhood, I think. Sure, it was early 80s. I would have been about two. So, Michael, you've mentioned you are in this year's pantomime, which is taking place at um, Barry Memo, mm-hmm. or Memo Art Centre, sorry. Um, can you just tell us a bit more about the dates and uh, where they can get their tickets? Um, yes, you can get your tickets from the Barry Memo Art Centre website, Um or when they are open during the day, I think you can pop into the reception area and buy them through the little window they've got. Um, I find it easier to go online because you can also pick your seats. Amazing. So that's a good thing to do. Um, the dates for that are um, Thursday the 19th of December. We open in the night for that show at 7.30. Then the 20th of December, again, 7.30pm. Uh, Saturday the 20th... 21st of December there is a matinee um, in the morning at 11am and then an afternoon matinee at 2.30pm and then we close the show on Sunday the 22nd of December with a matinee at 2.30pm Fantastic. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio this evening. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, Mike. Oh, thank you. It's been lovely seeing you two again. It's been a while. It has, has. I know, it has. But thank you. You know, you're always welcome. Always welcome. Well, maybe in another two years. (laughs) (laughs) When I've got some more history to tell. Of course, great. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, Big break a leg for Panto. Thank you. And um, yeah. 
Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Bye. 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 And in my twisted face There's not the slightest trace Of anything that even hints at kindness And from my tortured shape No comfort, no escape I see but deep within is utter blindness Hopeless as my dream dies As the time flies Love lost illusion Helpless Unforgiven Cold and driven To this
baby, I keep them to myself. Welcome back to It's Showtime with Ryan and Jodana. That was Sweet Nothings from Dreamboats and Petticoats, which is a jukebox musical based on the popular songs of the 50s and early 60s. The musical featuring those songs of the rock and roll era is set around the years 1957 to 1963 and was written by Lawrence Marks and Maurice Gran. So if you haven't already guessed, we are looking at the jukebox, jukebox musicals that use a selection of songs for, from certain genres, I would have said, from, yeah. from certain eras, you know. Um, so we've obviously hit the 50s. Uh, and next up, we have Million Dollar Quartet, uh, which is, again, a jukebox musical with a book by Colin Escott and Floyd Mutrex. It dramatizes the Million Dollar Quartet recording session of December the 4th, 1956, among early rock and roll country stars who recorded at Sun Studio in Memphis, which are Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Carl Perkins, and then newcomer Jerry Lee Lewis. And the musical opened on Broadway in 2010 after several tryouts and regional productions. And it opened then in the West End in 2011. And from Million Dollar Quartet, this is Nothing But a Hound Dog. Well, you ain't never gonna rob an anyway, no friend of mine. 
Next up is Disaster, a musical comedy. The plot follows a group of New Yorkers attending the opening of a floating casino and discotheque that quickly succumbs to multiple disasters. These calamities correlate with plots of various disaster films and include problems such as earthquakes and killer bee incidents. The musical keeps with its 70s theme by including popular songs from the 70s. I am... Woman, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore And I know too much to go back to pretend Cause I've heard it all before And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna kick me down again Oh, yes, I am wise But it's always a born of pain Yes, I paid the price But I look out Because of your career. You are correct. Is there any other reason why you don't want to get married? Absolutely not. Okay. My father sits at night with no lights on. His cigarette glows in the dark. The living room is still. I walk by no
Next up is Priscilla, based on the 1994 popular movie of the same name. It follows the journey of two drag queens, Tick and Adam, and a transgender woman, Bernadette, as they travel across Australia in their bus named Priscilla. Tick has been asked to perform at a hotel in Alice Springs by his estranged wife, Marion, taking Adam and Bernadette along with him. The trio drive from Sydney to the remote resort town in the middle of the desert. Tick tells his companions that the trip is a favour to his wife, from whom he is separated, but does not reveal that he also has an eight-year-old son that he does not know, but who now wants to meet his father. As they head west, Tick, Adam and Bernadette learn to accept and support each other whilst encountering a number of strange and colourful characters.
Next up is Rock of Ages, which, again, a jukebox musical built around classic rock songs from the 80s, especially from the famous glam metal bands of that decade. The musical features songs from Styx, Journey, Bon Jovi, Pat Benatar, Twisted Sister, Steve Perry, Poison and Europe, among other well-known rock bands. It was written by Chris Diorenzo, directed by Kristen Hange and choreographed by Kelly Devine with music supervision, arrangements and orchestration by Ethan Pop. And from Rock of Ages, this is We Built This City, forward slash, we're not going to take it. We built this city We built this city on rock and roll up we have cruel intentions which i know we played quite a few weeks ago um but having looked further into this now there's quite a lot of 90s musical uh, numbers in there um so it is uh, the 90s musical experience as they call it uh, with music and lyrics by various artists and a book by roger cumble uh, Lindsay rossin and jordan ross the musical is based on the 1999 cult hit film cruel intentions and from the cast recording, this is Love Fool. Dear, I fear we're facing a problem. You love me no longer, I know. And maybe there is nothing that I can do to make you do. Mom tells me I shouldn't bother that I ought to stick. Surely deserves me 
but I think you do. So I cry, I pray, and I beg. Someone as charming as you can be so manipulative. We're not going to start with this letter nonsense again, are we? You could at least have the decency of telling me who's badmouthing me, so I might have the opportunity to confront them. Not a chance. Lately, I have desperately pondered, spend my nights awake, and I wonder what I could have done in another way to make you stay. Reason will not lead to solution. I will end up lost in confusion I don't care if you really care As long as you don't go Infamous Trevor. It's funny how you haven't mentioned him until now. He's backpacking through Europe. He's great. I really miss him. I care. I'm sorry, but you're not my type. The best you can hope for is my friendship, and at this point, you're really walking a fine line at that. Can't care about anything but you. And finally, we have a little teaser from And Juliet. Yes, the cast recording will be available fully in November, but they've released one song. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big, the main question couple of questions is what if Juliet's famous ending was really just her begin- beginning what if she decided to choose her own fate and uh, their spool goes on to say join Juliet on this sensational journey of self-discovery and second chances the musical and the story is told through some of the most glittering pop anthems of the last three decades uh, from legendary songwriter Max Martin um, which includes Baby One More Time Since You've Been Gone Raw uh, Everybody, which is Backstreet's Boys version, Love Me Like You Do and Can't Feel My Face. Not sure what song that is. Um, but they say it's hilarious. It's had some great reviews. Uh, Cassidy Jansen has been recently on BBC. Yes. Uh, a lot of the radios. Um, and it's looking at the life of Juliet after Romeo. Yeah. They say, what if she didn't die with Romeo? What would oh, happen right, then? Okay. So we're looking at another alternative, like what happened after Romeo. Wow. Yeah. And from the cast recording, this is Raw. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I said quietly, agreed politely. I guess that I forgot I had a choice. I let you push me past the breaking point. I stood for nothing. So I fell for everything. You held me down, but I. Pushing off the dust, you hear my 
We couldn't possibly look at jukebox musicals this week without also going back to our musical of the week uh, from, I think, last week or the week before, which was, of course, Moulin Rouge. So we're going to play Backstage Romance, uh, which features um, Bad Romance, Tainted Love, Seven Nation Army, Toxic and Sweet Dreams. Couldn't possibly cram anything else in there. So here it is. This is Backstage Romance from the original Broadway cast recording of Moulin Rouge.
And that was The Locomotion from Beautiful, the Carol King musical, which is our musical of the week, which opened on Broadway at the Stephen Sondheim Theatre on January the 12th, 2014, after previews from the 12th of November, 2013. Uh, in addition to Mueller as King, the cast features Jake Epstein as Jerry Goffin, Annika Larson as Cynthia Well, and Jared Spector as Barry Mann. On the fifth anniversary of the production's opening on January the 12th, 2019, Carol King appeared on the stage to perform the show's closing number, Beautiful, and, for, and the finale alongside star um, Shalina Kennedy. The production will close on the 27th of this month after a total of 60 previews and 2,418 regular performances. Upon closing, the production will be the 27th longest-running musical in Broadway history. That's not bad. Well, not bad. It's not a bad show, is it? No, not at all. And from the cast recording, our musical of the week, this is Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Tonight you're mine Can I do 
production of Beautiful in London's West End opened on the 25th of February 2015, following previews beginning on the 10th of February at the Aldwych Theatre. Prior to the announcement, the Daily Mail reported that producers were looking for full British cast for the transfer, meaning that Jesse Mueller would not transfer to the London production. On September the 25th, 2014, it was announced that British actress Katie Braben would take the lead role of Carol King. A year later, the role then was covered and well, taken over by Cassie Jansen, who's currently in Anne Juliet, um, among other cast changes. Unfortunately, then two years later, a bit of a shame, they announced it was closing and it closed on August the 5th, 2017. And from the original Broadway cast recording, this is Natural Woman. Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel uninspired And when I knew I'd have to face another day For our top of the flops, and Joe, what do you got? I'm really excited. I'm guessed I can't find a cast recording for this, but it don't matter. I have got Viva Forever. Oh yeah! It's written by Jennifer Saunders and produced by Judy Kramer, and was directed by Paul Garrington. And it's based on the songs of the Spice Girls. Yeah. Well. I wouldn't have seen it myself. No, I didn't see it. Um, obviously, it's about a British pop girl group formed in 1994. And the show began previews at the Piccadilly Theatre on the 27th of November 2012 and had its press night on the 11th of December. Um, and it features some of the group's biggest hit uh, songs, including Wannabe, Spice Up Your Life and, of course, Viva Forever. They, sh- they say the show generated over £2 million in pre-opening ticket sales. Wow. But... 
Oh. It was panned by critics, <laughs> receiving some of the worst reviews of 2012. And it was announced then on the 2nd of May 2013 that the show would close at the end of June after only seven months with a loss of at least five million pounds. Oosh. I know. I'm shocked. I'm surprised it didn't take off. So all I can think of is the script wasn't as good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm shocked. I mean, I went to watch Spice Girls Live earlier this year. I was loving my like my teen life again. It was so much fun. Um, and as I said, I couldn't find the script, the cast recording of Viva Forever. So I've decided to play a bit of Spice Girls. <laughs> Yo, Hoping to redeem the show, this is our <laughs> Showstopper Sunday. And Joe, what's our showstopper this week? So, our showstopper this week is from Motown the Musical.
that just about wraps it up for us this evening don't forget you've only got a few minutes left to cast your votes for the outstanding performer of the year so head on quickly now broradio.fm forward slash showtime awards Uh, you can link there to vote for your junior or adult um, nominees huge huge thanks to Michael Bennett from Billboard for popping in discussing his musical theatre past and also looking forward to seeing him in the panto. So, until next week, have a good evening. <laughs>